welcome to another episode of The Album Argument. I am Ryan. I am Jeremy. And this is where we get together and discuss records, songs, things we like about albums, things we don't like about albums. And hopefully we get into a fistfight over it. Yes, hopefully we argue. Or maybe we'll agree. We'll just agree. That's no fun when we agree. Yeah, it's more fun when we We should fight. Yes. All right, cool. Today is my pick. I got to pick a record. Uh, So basically, if you have not heard us before, the concept is one of us picks an album, tells the other one, hey, you need to listen to this record with no context behind it. The other person then listens to it, finds what they like, they don't like, picks a song that they like and don't like. And then we discuss so that's what we're doing today. Today's record is, I'm, I'm channeling my inner emo here, uh, Dashboard Confessionals, Dusk and Summer. Now, Jeremy, the reason why I picked this record, I have a few different reasons. I love Dashboard Confessional. I'm a huge fan of his music, Chris Caraba. Love, love, love these records that he makes. Um, the later stuff, eh, it's okay. You know, this, uh, he released an album this past year or this year, and it's 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 okay. Um, I love his older stuff from the, the early 2000s. This record is one of them. I do enjoy it. Uh, some fans are not a huge fan of it. They feel like it, it 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 moves too far away from the old dashboard, you know, model. But I think this is actually a strong record that shows um, great writing, um, skillful songcrafting, and and the maturity that is coming to the artist as he progresses and goes on with his career. This is actually Dashboard's fourth album. Wow! And I think that catches a lot of people off guard. Um, so yeah, that, you know, and of course there's some sentimental ties and stuff behind it. But I want to know what you have to say. What you think here, Jeremy? As um, as I pick this record for for you to listen to, "Dusk in Summer" sure. by Dashboard Confessional. Well, to be the uh, the argument is that I always, not that I was anti Dashboard, <laughs> but it's okay if you were. I just never, I just never thought I never liked it. Not well. Let's say no. Let, let me change that. I'll, I'll backtrack. I never really listened to it. I always thought it was kind of the emo. Yes. Kind of you know just very sappy acoustic guitar. His you know higher vocals. Although I like some Billy Corgan, but just different vocals. I don't know. But I do remember certain songs coming out, and that's actually one of the songs that I end up liking. So before you go into that, just to share with people, uh, Dashboard Confessional, Chris Caraba, he was in a a bunch of bands. He's from Florida. He was originally from Connecticut, moved down to Florida. He was in a bunch of different bands, the Vacant Andes, and further seems forever. Now that, that, that is your quintessential, like, you know, emo punk band right there. Further seems forever. Um, he records the album, the moon is down with them and then proceeds to leave the band because his solo project dashboard confessionals taking off. It actually started off as an acoustic solo project. Um, and it grew to be this full band thing. So the first two records, Swiss Army Romance and The Places You Have Come to Fear the Most are predominantly acoustic records. Then their third one, A Mark Mission, A Brand of Scar, brought in the electric side of things. And then, again, the progression here, the more mature side. So I wanted to give a little bit of background there for those of you who don't know. And thus, I totally understand why you feel the way you do or felt the way you do and why you would think that coming into this record. Yeah, because I remember being, you know, playing in, uh, playing music, playing bands, high school, early college, and, you know, people, you'd meet people and say, oh, I like Dashboard, and, you know, it had a certain sound to it, and I don't know, I just thought it was 
again, just a certain sound. And, um, you know, younger days, um, pre, um, I don't, don't mean to sound like a broken record, but pre high speed internet days or pre streaming <laughs> days where you could just quickly go look up music and say, yeah. hey, what is all of this about? You know, yep. I was just kind of isolated. Because it was maybe I had to go buy an album or yep. you know borrow an album or anything. I'm not going to say, "Hey, can I borrow your dashboard album?" You know, because I don't know. Maybe at the time it I carried might, a stigma. Yeah, it might have carried a stigma. It what, did, but it, it doesn't matter. And now looking back, you're like, "Well, who cares? Whatever." I well, like this album now. It was a girl that I was dating that introduced me to Dashboard Confessional, and I will fully admit that I was nervous about going to the record store to buy the record. I liked it so much, I wanted to buy it. So I just I begged her to you know burn me a copy now i know that's illegal now and i'm sorry and please forgive me out there and thus i've paid it forward by buying this record multiple times on other formats <laughs> so, so so in modern times would that be like sharing your password yeah totally to your netflix yeah. account yeah you're not supposed to do for that. someone that doesn't know understand you know burning yeah that's you know, a good point so, you know sharing your password and I but guess, anyways well if the, we also have younger listeners out there if we happen to have younger listeners out there guys y'all have no idea how good you have it the fact that you can look up a song on youtube or on spotify or something to listen to it beforehand a lot of times we had to buy albums records cds cassettes whatever it was we were buying on a whim of hopefully we will like this yeah you might know one song you might not know any songs, right? Exactly. And you have to hope have to hope the rest of the album is actually good. Oh man. <laughs> and there you know, there's there were some duds out there. Oh yeah, well, definitely plenty, some duds. Plenty of albums like that. So, but then also some surprises too. Yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, and also if you're listening now too that uh, to music, uh, you can have all of your you know, secret bands you like or secret musicians and nobody would ever know no unless they access know. your account and see why is your most recent listen Lizzo or whoever, and you're like, Britney That's Spears. Okay. I like Lizzo, you know? My my wife, if you were to ask my wife right now, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just put it out there. If you were to ask my wife right now, what is Ryan's... Uh, guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. Um, she will tell you Britney Spears. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I love Britney Spears. Britney Spears, there you go. So Still so, to this day. So nowadays, I might look at Dashboard different, and I might actually look up some of... Is it their albums or his albums? So that's a great question. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that Dashboard Confessional is now officially a concept. It's no, it's not a band. It's not. Compl- it's not a solo artist. It's a concept because he will go and do tours by himself as Dashboard Confessional, hmm. and he will go and do tours with the full band, and they are all collectively Dashboard Confessional. The vast majority, like 100%, pretty much, not 100%, but like I say 95% of the songwriting on the albums is him. It's his baby. It's his concept. The whole, you know, where the name for the band came from, all of it, it's him. It is his world. So he's he is the Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins to this, you know. But at least it was intentional. It was like, intentional, I mean, you, yes. so from what you're saying, and the, the, I don't know yes. for anybody else out there, too. So it sounds like, you know, he intended that. He, you know, there's yes. different iterations of the band, but that's okay. He never intended it to actually be a band. Right. It was literally just his solo pro. And in fact, uh, I, I read, a, I think it was by Andy Greenwald, a book called uh, Nothing Feels Good, The Story of Emo. They even talk about in the, uh, the book how, like, when he first started playing his own solo shows, he would get so nervous that he would stop singing and his friends from the audience would start, you know, 
saying the lyrics or singing the lyrics back to him wow. to get him back into it. And that actually became a staple to dashboard shows with the, the group song and stuff uh, like that whole concept of everybody's dashboard. You know, you go to the concert and you sing with them and stuff, which I absolutely love. I think yeah. it's really neat. It's a different experience. Yeah. So I think that's elements that I like. Um, yeah. Getting a little bit more of the background because I admit I didn't look up the background or just don't know as much about the band or the, yep. the concept. So I do appreciate this album that it is, and I'm thank, thanking you that you did not give me one of those first two albums. Um, <laughs> but that no it is the it's coming you know, later. It's the full band, very um, anthem like album. It is a sing along. I would be singing along. I think I will listen to this album more. Um, I like it, you know. I'm I, actually I like surprised. It. Yeah, I, okay. I do like it. Um, in terms of, I guess, the favorite track, I hate to say that I'll go with the the hit single, Vindicated. Okay, so before you go any further, I first have to preference that when I told you to listen to this record, I made a mistake. Okay. So here's the deal. When the album was first released, I had a feeling this was coming because I don't remember. Spider-Man this. 2, that that had come out and Vindicated was written for Spider-Man 2. That's how I know it. Yes. Okay. okay. So that makes sense. It was never intended to be on the record. Now, when you got the first pressings of the album, it was called a hidden track. Now, most people, uh, you know what a hidden track is, yeah. but where do hidden tracks usually come on albums? Well, so this is this is some this is actually an issue on Spotify. So it should be you know a few uh, two minutes after the last track. Correct within the last track. I remember picking up this record and being annoyed that Vindicated was not included on it because I'm like, oh dude, it should have been on there. It was. It was on there the entire time, but it was a first track hidden track. Yeah. Oh, see, interesting. Y'all can't see that out there in, in like podcast that. land, but Jay wow. just like did a wall. So what you had wow. to do was put the CD on and then hit rewind, you know, hit the back, the back oh, button and hold it. Yeah. And it would now rewind past the first track. It's called a negative track. Okay. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's vindicated. Wow. That's pretty cool. It was a hidden track. Literally a hidden track on the album. So I remember getting annoyed. Vindicate's not on here. Should have been on there. And it technically was. So I wanted to just pinpoint that. Okay. So, so yes, Vindicated. So it was, though, just to be sure, it was part of the album or was added? I'm calling it technically a part of the record because anytime you go and find it on Spotify, iTunes, which, by the way, please go and find this record on Spotify, iTunes, or yes. any other uh, distributor that you listen to uh, and listen to this record. Support your artist. Um it is listed, Vindicated is listed as track 11. Right. And I'm totally fine with that. I'm 100% fine with that because, like I said, from the very get-go, it was technically hidden on the record, therefore okay. thus a part of the record. Because I could choose a different song. But no, okay. no, no, no. I think that's a fine song to pick because, in all honesty, that's a great song. It's also a weird last song. So that would explain why, you know, typically last songs are quieter, yeah. things like that. So it makes sense that Heaven Here would be the final song. Yes, and that's what was intended. Vindicated was never intended to be the final track. Yeah, because a happy final track, going back to vinyl days, it was always kind of the, the quieter yes. song, the the less high frequency song just yes. for the inner part of the vinyl record. It just worked better for technology, but also, you know, so I've sonically. seen on other pressings when they've released, they've re-released this record. They've actually stuck vindicated in like, instead of it being last, they've put it at like track number four or five, hmm. which to me would make more sense. 
I honestly, I'll tell you right now, I don't think Vindicated actually fits the record. Right. I agree. So yeah, I, I guess I would say it's I, I I like it the most just because maybe it was well I'd just say it it's it it's not because it's a hit but it's it sounds very big it's very well produced yes um, the production is very high quality but it's also simple yes very right? simple and so it's loud it's got cool guitars things like that but it also gets very quiet so it has that dashboard quintessential typical um, kind of. Uh, uh, whispered spoken vocal but then also he just lets it go yep and I which guess, he is very much known for doing yeah so let's listen to a little bit mesmerizing so hypnotizing i am captivated i am vindicated i am selfish i am wrong i am right i swear i'm right swear i knew it all along and i am flawed but i So this is the type of bass that I like. Just yes. good supportive bass, but it has the high, it hits, goes up or yes. down octaves. It's not the less Claypool bass. So as a bass player, I guess I'm a good, I like the supportive bass, which is cool moving lines. But a bass I love that the enhances bass. the song. Yeah, so I think throughout the whole album, it's got great bass lines and this song included for how simple it is yeah right? um and and dash dashboard as scott Schoenbeck is the the bass player for dashboard uh dan Bonebreak used to be the bass player for it. dan Bonebreak is the one that appears if you ever see the 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 live mtv2 uh unplugged that's dan Bonebreak mm-hmm. playing bass and i liked him better in my opinion but you know to each their own we all have different different opinions there but um, so yeah, you get a taste of dashboard there, you know, other songs too. I liked, uh, was it reason to believe at the beginning? That's a good typical song two of an album. It had a kind of cool descending progression. Mm-hmm. It had a big epic chorus again. So I get the sing along that makes much more sense. Uh, track three, the, uh, secrets in the telling great melody stolen is also, I guess a hit catchy. I didn't really have that as a favorite, but, um, rooftops and invitations had a cool kick baseline to it. Um, currents kind of starts kind of quiet, but has this kind of, um, moving chords over kind of a constant baseline. And so it's kind of got a cool thing. Yep. Um, but then for the title track, I don't know, then it gets to dusk and summer and then it's just typical dashboard. So for me, Mm -hmm. that's when I tuned out and Ah. um, I like at least the piano tracks. Yeah. Because I don't know, piano and dashboard to my, to, I guess maybe it's nostalgia in a bad way. Yeah. Okay. If I hear piano, it's not dashboard. But then when it got to dusk and summer, even heaven here has cool big drums and has a cool special effect to it. But it's uh, funny that you mentioned that. Didn't do it for me. This was an album that was it was written to be piano driven, Hmm. Uh, and that that was another thing that uh, he talked about maybe not fitting with some of the fans is that they would not like the fact that this album was predominantly written that way or had that feel behind it. So I, I think it's funny or nice or interesting that you, you pointed it out. Yeah. So what song on there would you say is definitely not your favorite or would skip or not I'd say the, dusk and summer, dusk and summer. Okay. Yeah. I think um, that's fair. There might, might, might be some of the other ones stolen is kind of annoyingly catchy. Mm-hmm. I might skip that. <laughs> Do you remember that song? I do. What's the relationship I, 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 to me there, Jay? I, to, <laughs> I should have asked that first. I was like, this sounds a little familiar. So yeah, what was it? 
10 years ago, I remember doing a, a mix tape for a, a wonderful couple. Yeah. Yeah, what'd you do? And that was on it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, stolen. That's stolen. mine and my wife's. Uh, that's our song. Uh, now, there's different variations of stolen. There's the original version, which is the one that I like. It's the slower version, the more like, you know, dance, slow dance song. Okay. Which is why when you did the mix for us, I immediately said, do not do the album version. And I had you do use like a portion of like a live version and stuff that was that original slower sound. Uh, as the, as this album was released, the, the second pressing or third pressing of the album, they sped up the song. Wow. Uh, and then they released it as a radio single with that sped up version. And then they just put that radio version onto the album said, okay, this is the album. This is the song you get now. And it's, it really disappointed me because that original slower version is gorgeous. And now that, that faster, quicker pace one does not fit and it doesn't have the same heart to it. Which is interesting going back to, you know, how we currently access music on streaming, which is great. Again, we've talked about the, the benefits of that. Uh, you know, some artists might say, okay, we don't get paid as much things Mm -hmm. like that, but let's just say for, fans we can access it but you know we're not getting that original pressing how it's changed a little bit at least for the older albums i wonder now if you release a new album uh maybe the current version would be like taylor swift how she's how she's done her taylor's version so you can hear taylor's version versus the other version and and weezer's notorious for doing that too for changing songs and then changing the pressings Hmm. so they did that on their uh make-believe record with uh with uh um perfect situation they did it with uh on maladroit with keep fishing like i when weezer does that i find it to be annoying but you know because i like i like you know like you know i don't know whatever well, we some, won't get we'll get into that later some of it could be record labels too because i know Smashing be. pumpkins does you know multiple versions one at best buy one at target one here one That's there true. and then of course the fans they hope will buy every single one yes but then you buy the album expecting one thing like I listened to this thinking Vindicated's track eleven, but yep. it's supposed to be a negative track. Negative track, right? So yes. I didn't really perceive it or uh, you know take it in as it was originally. Um, and perceived. but that's fine. Yeah, that's totally yeah. fine. Um, but what are your thoughts? Okay, so uh, if I had to pick a song on there that I did not like, uh, the only song on here on this record that I honestly do not like at all is called "So Long, So Long," and that is the duet between Dashboard or Chris Caraba and oh gosh, what is his name? The dude from Counting Crows. Oh, okay. Duretz, Uh Yeah, I can't remember his first name, but that's okay. Um, the Counting Crows. Are, are a fine band. They're fine. They're great. You know, good for them. And, and he comes and sings like backup vocals on it. it. It just does not work. Their voices do not harmonize well, in my opinion. Adam. Adam. Why did I forget that? I don't know. I was wondering who that was. It sounded very uh, familiar. And I guess yeah. I don't like how, um, I don't know if it's a Spotify. Sorry, Spotify. But they don't put parentheses featuring. Yeah. You know, they should include that. Yeah. But it's like they, they, I believe what, how it goes is they met each other at a show. They became like, like, you know, Hey, we're buddies now. And it's like, do you want to come sing on the song? And it's like, sure. Cool. High five. Uh, I believe that's how it went down or some form of that. Hmm. And I mean, I think that's awesome when artists get together and collaborate. It's really cool. But it's kind of like when we were talking about that Jenny Lewis uh, record in the last episode, rabbit fur coat, when they did the cover of handle with care by the traveling Wilburys, those extra artists on the, on the song didn't necessarily help it, you right. know. I don't feel like 
uh, Adam from Counting Crows helps this song at all. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that was on a list too that I said, well, maybe. I just yeah. like that it was piano, but the voice came out of nowhere. Yeah. I remember it not sounding as good or let's yep. just listen to it. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. The speaker in this door is blown So nothing sounds quite right Taking my time, taking this drive Within this town Somewhere his voice comes out yeah. of nowhere and you just go, yeah. who is that? Especially at least current versions, you don't know there's another voice. Exactly. Coming. So it doesn't help. I it, you know, the song's not bad. I, I don't want to, you know, it's a fine piano driven song. It's fine. Uh, I just don't think it's that. Uh, overall, I would say it's not the, it's the, the least strongest song on the record. Uh, but having Adam on Counting Crows added to it, they just, again, their voices don't mesh well, in my opinion. Maybe it's too not, similar or not really too similar. Well, see, I think I when you listen to like Counting Crows, Long December, his voice is perfect on that song. Adam Durance's voice is perfect on that. And even Mr. Jones, perfect on that song. With this, this ballad, I'm sorry, buddy. It ain't working. That's just me, though. I'm sure there's people out there who would greatly disagree, and then it's fine. Again, this is the album argument. That's what sure. we do. And then just for the record, Dusk and Summer on my side. She smiled in a big way, the way a girl like that smiles. So at that moment, I'm getting you out can't my see lighter. here in podcast land, but Ryan is, you know, he's got his lighter <laughs> up and everything. That's when I hit seek or next. Next. And I'm I'm going to Probably vindicated. I'll just hit next a couple more times. And that's fine. And I, I totally get it. Okay. So what my, about your favorite? So before I get to my absolute favorite, I think Don't Wait is an amazing song. Uh, I Great really opener. I, yes, it's an amazing opener. Uh, what I really liked about this song is when you bought this song as a single uh, on iTunes when it was first released, you got an additional single for free, a cover of Big Countries in a Big Country oh. by Dashboard Confessional. Now, Again, I've told you before, I love a good cover song. This is a very straight cover song. It is almost T, you know, to a T, the exact same song, but it was a nice inclusion. It was like, oh, hey, cool. I love Big Country. That yeah. is a record that I am going to have you cover one day. Um, the, the Crossing, you know, just a little foreshadowing here. Uh, Jeremy's going to be covering The Crossing one day. Um, <laughs> but. That being said, it, it was a nice little tie. Don't Wait is a beautiful opener. It is heartfelt. It is harmonic. There's a lot of, lot of oomph behind it. I love the toms and everything, yes. but I can see based on your history that uh, the typical dashboard fan would go, what, what is this? Exactly. When I say, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things I love about it is if you were not a dashboard fan and you heard that, if, if, if somebody came to me and said, hey, what's a dashboard record I can start off with and listen to? Uh, I would not, I, even though Mark Bishop and Brandon Scar is a great record, uh, Places is a great record, Swiss Army is a great record. This is actually the album I would give to you first. Uh, because this to me is more welcoming to a broader audience. And then you break us into the real dashboard and then we run screaming. And then people run screaming, <laughs> even though I'm sitting there going, I'm emo. <laughs> I love it. Um, 
Now, I'm going to tell you my favorite song on this record. A lot of songs on here. I, I love this record so much. There's so many good songs. Uh, but this one, th- I'm very biased about this song. I consider it to be the most odd song on this record, but the very best song on this record because it has an emotional hit on my life. And uh, So I'm going to tell a little story here. Little bit, little story. I'll try to make it as quick as possible. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I was in the military. I've mentioned it uh, briefly in one of the other episodes. Uh, I was in the army. I went to war. I fought in war. I came home. You know, I, I saw a lot of horrific things. I saw a lot of great things. I saw some of the best in people, but I also saw some of the worst things in the world that I could ever imagine. And, and and it's stuff that still lives with me today, and I, I still think about constantly. Now, there's plenty of songs out there that about the soldier. You know, um, as much as I'm not a fan of Dixie Chicks, Dixie Chicks, Traveling Soldier is a wonderful song. It's beautiful. It's heartbreaking, glorious. There's so many songs about soldiers coming home and stuff like that. There's, I mean, so many wonderful tracks out there. But there's not hardly any songs that I can think of about soldiers who come back from war and have survivor's guilt and survivor's guilt is a very real thing. It's something that I deal with. It's something that, uh, two of the people that I was there with, uh, Fox, Ben Fox, he's, he's my brother, love him to death. If Fox, if you're out there, gotcha guy. Um, and and then our, our NCO that we had, um, we called her smash. Um, I won't give her name because, you know, I don't, I, I have, you know, I'll just leave it at smash. She knows who she is. Yes. Um, these are people that I was in war with and that I saw these ugly things. I saw ugliness out of our ourselves to each other at times, because that's what war does to you. And I've seen us come back together. We came back, we are alive, but not everybody that we went out there with came back alive. And we had some friends that we lost and the guilt is real. The guilt is real you know, understand that's all I can say. It's real. We feel guilty. I know Fox feels guilty. I know I do too, that we, we made it back. And then I'm living this life where I have my beautiful kids and I get to see them and I get to be with my buddy here. And it's, it's real. It's been something really difficult to deal with. This song slow decay on this record is the only song that I know of and I can think of that hits the nail on the head of what it's like to have survivor's guilt. Stand down, son. Start resting easy. You've done your service. I am proud to have you home and see you safe. It's so good. You look so strong. In that picture on the mantle, you sent your mom. So the song is basically, it starts off as a, as a dad talking to a son, you know, showing that he's, he's, he's welcoming his son back from war. And then he's basically saying, you know, you're, you're safe, you're safe. You can relax. You're safe. And then the son eventually chimes in, uh, on like the bridge and he, he responds with like, you know, like basically like how do I live with this life that I have now? How do I live with myself knowing what I know, seeing what I saw, doing what I did? How do I live with myself knowing that I came back alive when others didn't? 
That is that is Survivor's Guilt in its fullest. If you have never heard this song, I beg you to go listen to it. You know, I, I, I know Chris Caraba has never served in the military. I don't know if his friends have. I don't know where the basis for the song came from, but it came out while I was in like Iraq and it hits the, it hits it on the, the nail is on the head there. I I cannot find another song who better, better talks about this, this feeling than this song right here. Um, sorry to get emotional. Sorry to get, you know, like, I hope it's not, I don't, I don't hope I'm not coming off as political, but like, that's it right there. That, that is, that's my favorite song in this record. That is one of the reasons why this record will go down forever with me. I've, I, I just, I cannot find something that speaks to that level. I think that's the greatest thing about music too, right? I mean, we, we have it as an outlet. We have it as some, so an avenue to express feelings, but also we connect with others with music. That's why we do things like this. Yep. And so that's that's the, the the beauty of music and why we listen to it because we have different connections to it and we have great songwriters to uh, help express it and you know maybe I hate to say it you know get us through certain times but yeah. also you know just uh, <laughs> kind of give it put things in perspective and um, that's a, that's a definite right here and I, I appreciate you y'all allowing me to rant a little bit or go off on a tangent there, but that's, that's what that means to me. That's why I wanted you to hear this record, not only just for that song, but for the rest of it, uh, to give you a better understanding of dashboard in itself. But just, you know, I'm very, I'm very grateful and thankful for this, this record and this song and stuff. So yes. And I'm very thankful to have you here with me today. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, all right. Sorry for the longer episode guys, but thank you so much for listening to us. Um, please give us your likes, your comments, your concerns, anything that you want to share with us, subscribe, any of that biz, anything else you want to say about the record? Um, just go check it out on Spotify, Apple music, wherever you get your music, try to get the highest quality possible because it does sound really good. You want to hear all those great bass lines and everything. And, um, yeah, thanks for sharing it because, Again, I was not a dashboard fan, but maybe I'll kind of maybe, maybe smidge, maybe, like maybe a little it. bit. So we agree to disagree, argue a little bit, but yeah. also agree. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if you want to find other stuff that I've done, just look up Coach Stroud on YouTube. You can find me there. Anywhere we can find you, Jeremy. And I'm on Twitter under my audio uh, engineering, let's say day job at Jeremy Dudman. Sweet. Thank you so much, guys. We hope to hear from you. Let us know what you think. Support the artists. Go download yes, their music. Listen do. to it. Stream it. All that stuff. We love them. Um, because if they didn't do things like release music, we would not be here. We would not be here. Definitely. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Until next time, deuces. We are out. <laughs>